This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have one of our founders and portfolio company CEOs, Ryan Drummond, coming back from the athlete book. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. And I just want to say congratulations on just grinding on this podcast. I mean, it, it's it's a it's a feat to get to how many podcasts you guys have produced. Cause I know from, uh, you know, personally what it's like to keep one of these things going. And I am excited to say that I am a three time guest. That's a badge of honor. So you thank are. you for if having you were, me. If you were gamified in the athlete book, you would have like, you'd be like royalty at this point. Yeah. But the, uh, yeah, you know, nothing like a pandemic to get you to talk to people, uh, <laughs> you know, and record it. Um, well, look, you know, we got involved with you. Well, we've known you probably for two years now. Got involved about 18 months ago. And like any good entrepreneur and good startup, you kind of go down a path and then you figure out, hey, there's like a couple of interesting forks in the road. And I actually get to the to where the treasure is. So almost like a maze. So congrats on where you're at. Why don't you give everyone an update on kind of where we started and where we are? Yeah. It, it's just to your point, it's been like pivot and move go forward. And we've definitely gotten thrown some, some curveballs along the way, but um, you know, the, the original mission of, of what the athlete book is, is still the same, you know, trying to help an athlete uh, get a job at the simplest, at the simplest form. But then it was like, well, it's not just good enough to just get a job. It, they, they should be moving towards a passion that's going to provide them security. And, and how do you best do that? And it started out with, you know, early on with like career fair events and, and it's just evolved, you know, after you guys came in and became invested partners, we had the capital and the resources to build a, what would be called a traditional learning management system that focuses on professional development with the idea that one thing college athletes don't have a lot of, and one thing campus recruiters don't have a lot of, and one thing that professionals like yourself don't have a lot of is time. We mm -hmm. don't have a lot of time. So how do we capture and bottle up the message of somebody who's passionate about what they do? And I'd say from a professional perspective, to, to paint a picture of what their world is like and where the opportunity exists. And so what we ultimately ended up doing was working with the employer brands that we were working with to capture these stories and, and cut, you know, even if it's a zoom call like this, you know, capturing the voice of the opportunity, the landscape that's available, and then cutting that, that MP4 content up into two to five minute videos, putting it into our learning management system, and then attributing points to anything that the athlete did. So when the athlete book, or when the athlete comes into the athlete book, um, we let them know this is an experience. And get to the athlete book's base camp because in base camp, that's where you're going to get all your resources. It's where you're going to be able to access our partnerships, our event partners. It's where you're going to be able to go to events and meet real people that actually have positions and are actually able to mentor. And we, and we were able to build that with, with um, your help. You know, it was, it's been awesome. We've had a, you know, when we first started this journey, we lost our CTO at 34 years old, he died. That's and right. it was just like, Oh my God, what do we do now? You know, and it, he, the, a lot of the software was lost, you know, and the, just the, some of the, the intellectual capital hadn't been, 
that we spent time on during strategy meetings was just gone, you know? And, and so it was, it was a horrible thing from an emotional perspective, but then eventually, you know, it's like, all right, well, you know, the mission is still the same. We still have to get this done. And how do, how do we get it done? And so we got, got the right CTO and was able to build that experience that I just called talked about. And then it was the next thing. It was like thinking about the reality of the situation is that a lot of times athletes, while we know they have grit and while we know that they have a lot to offer the professional world, they don't realize in the time how important it is to think about what their future is going to behold because they're so focused on in the moment, getting through the week, you know, 80 hours a week between school and sports doesn't leave a lot of time to um, go to career services and think about your career. And so what we did was we realized that with this point-based system of consuming content messages from people that are passionate about what they do. Well, if we calculate that on behalf of the schools, the universities, the professional teams, and we create an on average points per leader board for every team in the athletic department. Well, what that does is it puts the coaches now on the map of saying, Hey, <clears throat> this is important. You know what your athletes do when they're done here is important. And nobody wants to be on the bottom of a leaderboard. Yeah. And so it's funny because we like, we, we first test piloted this out at Morgan state, which is an HBCU school in Baltimore, just mm-hmm. about an hour South from our headquartered office. And the first time we sent a leaderboard, the football team was on the second, the second to last team. And Coach Wheatley, who played for the Giants, who I grew up, you know, watching. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. He's the head coach. He was pissed. He's like, I don't want to be on the bottom of the leaderboard. This is a bad look. And he said to his football team, he said, guys, if you don't care about your future, just write me a note. We won't, we won't say anything. Just say in the note, I don't care about my future. Don't bother me about this. Of course, none of the athletes are going to do it. Right, right. And what, you know, you have athletes that fall into different buckets. That's like, they either know exactly what they want to do when they're done. They have some idea or they have no idea. And it doesn't matter which bucket you fall in. Every athlete that's committed to play, you know, sports at the college level cares how coach perceives them. They care if they have their feet on the field come game day. Right. Sure. And so now we're going to measure speed, strength, and GPA, but we're also going to measure how many times you're getting on this thing, the athlete book and exploring. And again, that's why we make the content two to five minutes long. So if you have your ice in your hamstring, you can get points. And every week we send that that team coaches leaderboard, but also the leaderboard per team. So once yeah, we, you, got, yeah, go ahead. No, what, what, you know, when, when we started, you know, the idea was, you know, let's do virtual events because it's a time savings and we couldn't get the athletes to show up and, and it wasn't a great use of time for the campus recruiters, you know, from, from COVID, it seems like everything's accelerated probably in the career recruit in, in recruiting probably three to five years, I'd say, you know, would Definitely. you kind of calibrate that as like, this is the way things are going to go right now. And you know, and that the in-person will be additive or down the road versus up front. Well, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely accelerated everything. And now it's, it's like, you know, these creating these virtual forums allows the, the recruiter to actually do some teaching. And I don't know if, does that answer your question? Yeah, no, I just, you know, when we started, we were thinking about, okay, how many groups are going to get on board here um, and basically use this as a substitute to going down to college campuses and actually accessing the athletes 
remotely. Now I feel like you're accessing all the athletes remotely because there isn't the ability to go to campus. And also these, these kids now, because you gamified it, are now fully prepared for an interview. You know, maybe talk about like the Amazon badge that you guys set yeah. up and how that kind of pre-qualifies people. Well, Amazon was a, such a, a great use case because uh, we, we had been doing, even before you and I, uh, before uh, ISQ got involved, we were doing virtual career fairs. But then the, one of the campus recruiters came to me and said, you know, oftentimes these athletes, because they don't have a lot of time, they, they, they apply, they have the interview, but they have no idea anything about the organization or what the role was. And so putting that teaching first. So now it's, we, you know, because we can take that message and gamify it, after each time they watch a two minute video on, let's say how Amazon does behavioral based interviewing or whatever the case is, we pop up a little box. It has a gift of maybe somebody scoring a touchdown and it says, Hey, congratulations. You just earned punch points. Would you, you know, bonus questions below. Are you interested in a job at Amazon? Because they're competing. You may have a kid that's going, wants to go pre-med. He's like, no, I'm just competing. So they are indicating now if they're interested or not. So now if they apply, cause also, they have a link to apply after these little mini videos. We're able to go back to Amazon and say, here's your, here's your group of candidates. They're mm-hmm. athletes. You were looking for athletes. They're leaders because they're you know, captains of the team or they had the initiative to be a, a Division One athlete, whatever the case may be. And they're informed and they've indicated they're interested. Like they've gone through all of your content and then they've t- done your retention questions. So they know now like th- that's a prime candidate who – is ready to go. That's, that's someone who you can put right into the interview process. And it's been great. And so then there was like another pivot that kind of happened, which was how we looked at events because we had built this, you know, one of a kind uh, professional development gamification system that helps, you know, educate athletes on employer opportunity or career tracks that they may want to go into. Mm. How do we get it out there? And so we came across this event platform, which was a, a, a really nice alternative to Zoom. Zoom's great when you're doing a presentation. It's great for doing a podcast like this, catching up with loved ones. But like, it, it's not the best when you want to do peer-to-peer networking or any kind of like engagement event, right? It's, so we found this platform um, that has just been exploding. It's, it's called Remo, and we've fully integrated with it so that we it had it synced into our gamification engine. And then we created an event partnership program. You know, like you guys are going to be doing an industry event, um, March, March. 17th, yep. right? Yep. 12, 12 PM EST. And that's going to be an opportunity for you all to bring the industry together. And while 90% of the people at that industry event will be peer to peer, you know, in the health active lifestyle outdoor industry, we reserve 10% of the seats for athletes who have, um, who have gone through the halo course and have indicated that they're interested in going into this industry sector to make contacts, absorb the language. And, and those events usually are either, you know, networking plus panel industry panel or featured guest. And then in the room, it's, you know, it's a, it's actually like in a virtual event hall, there's tables, different seat configurations, and all along the room are these electronic billboards. So if you click on the billboard, you can either watch a video or see an image with a call to action link that can take it, take open up in another tab. 
So there's a lot of sponsorship opportunities. And what we say to our event partners is come on in. I mean, the, the Remo platform is, is pretty costly. I mean, for Zoom, I think I just paid like 14 bucks a month, right? And I have this experience. I mean, with, with the Remo platform, it is a little bit, you know, you're, you're getting closer to that, you know, 10K or between five, five and 10K, depending on your package. So it's, it's a larger commitment. And so what we've done is we, we partner up with our partners and we share in the sponsorship revenue. And if anybody from their event purchases a license on the athlete book software, they're an affiliate. So they earn 20% in perpetuity. Gotcha. So when you take a look at someone, uh, the, the, you know, let's take a health club chain as an example, they're getting their bricks and mortar locations back open. They're going to go and hire personal trainers, general managers, district managers. You know, some of them are conditioned to put ads up on uh, Indeed. They put ads up on Craigslist, you know, talk through, all the time efficiencies, the ability to see what these kids have done, not only in school, but, you know, on the field um, and, and why they're such a great fit for the halo sector specifically versus tearing through thousands of resumes when you don't have any idea except what's on the, the screen of who this person is. Yeah. Well, you know, I think there's two things. It's one, it's given the employer the ability to really more over in short doses. It's like a combination of short content and long form, tell the story of what they're looking for. And naturally, if a candidate likes the first two minute video, they're going to go to the next one and they're going to go to the next one until they really understand what it is that they're looking for. So one, it like it puts the education about the company and the culture ahead of the application link. Uh, with the application link ever present after those videos. So that, that's the first thing. Like, you know, other other job boards, well, we're not a job board necessarily, even though we're building that out, that functionality out. It's like teach and recruit. And then on the other side of it, when an athlete comes into our ecosystem, the first thing they do is they take a, um, a career discovery assessment, breaks down their traits and suggests like different industries that they should be looking into based off of their personality type. Um and so I think, you know, the just being able to align, you know, interest and story of company, what happens is you get a relevant match. I mean, everybody has that experience if they ever run a business of putting up a, a job posting and getting like 500 applicants when only like 5% are a good fit. And now you have to right. do the needle in the haystack. Like that's just not efficient. What, um, what, what kind of intel does the employer or prospective employer get when they uh when either before they interview or or after the interview i've seen some csv files that you've shown me as samples yeah well there's a number of ways that an employer can get involved with us right and so down the pipeline you know some of what i'm saying is kind of still in production now but right now i mean they're able to see the typical candidate data so when you apply for a job we capture that when they come into the platform, if they're coming in through the athlete book. So they see that stuff, which is year of graduation, major school, sport, cultural orientation, if they identify gender orientation, like that stuff is there. And then what happens is the athlete will have the ability to toggle whether they want to share their career discovery assessment results with the employer. Right now, that's not available, but that's coming in you know, probably this quarter. They're also, the employer's also going to be able to see the user actions. So what has this candidate been interested in, right? Like 
they went to these three different events. They went to a sales workshop. They went to a networking event. Then they went to the Halo event three times, you know, so they'll, they'll get see just through user actions if they want to see that type of stuff. And then they'll also see the badges they earn. You mentioned, I, f- I forgot to mention it, but like you, the Amazon badge. Well, when an employer puts up an information session that's linked to all their jobs and an athlete goes through that or a candidate goes through that, they can search by people that have gone through their, their uh, course content base. I say course content, but you go through some of these things in like 10 minutes and, and that's an indicator that they've gone through all that type of stuff. So it's the user data, applicant data, and um, the personality data ultimately is what they would be looking at. Oh, one other thing. In the virtual events, and, and we're building this out more also on the platform, is uh, conversational data. So how they're interacting with these chatbots. So when, when, when they go watch a video and they indicate that they're interested in, in a role, we can set up a, a you know like branch logic conversation that captures all that data into a CSV as well, and they're able to search off of that stuff. When you think about how things have changed over the last year, from focus to you know very sincere and very deep focus on diversity and inclusion, and you also think about the budgets of the schools and universities to allocate towards career development and and coaching, you know, a number of, of uh, Universities have cut some of their secondary sports programs. Obviously, they're not bringing in the stadium revenue um, and and they're making some really difficult discussions. So what are some of the hard conversations you've had and for the university athletic directors that are listening to this say, hey, look, if you got to make those cuts, which we hate to see, like here's we are a substitute. And we yeah. can make sure your kids get to, to get a job, which at the end of the day, I think someone's going to say, okay, what was your record? What was your graduation rate? And how many of your kids got jobs? Like other than that, you know, it's really what their, what their GPA is, is not as relevant as did they get a job? Cause it's, yeah. and oranges. like I've accomplished the goal, which is to get, find it's, something. To do. First of all, what I realized and even before the pandemic, it's like selling in, any kind of software as a service or any kind of uh, big bulks uh, offering to an athletic department for career development is hard because typically the even pre pandemic line share of the budget's probably not going to go to career services. Like they're going to have one, maybe two resources that they're paying, I don't know, between 50,000 and a hundred thousand a year to manage the career development program for 300 to 600 students. It's not a good ratio. And so when you go and you're trying to sell that, it's like, yeah, that we just don't have the budget for that. And I'm realizing that early on. So one of the, the beautiful things about how we, you know, construct our either career events or workshops or, um, you know, networking events or alumni events uh, that are going to help the student, uh, you know, explore and connect to opportunity is that we take a partnership first approach. So if we feel as though the school has enough employer or brand partners that would support a career fair, they can work with us and they, and we agree upfront that the athlete book is going to take a management fee, but it's going to take that management fee after the event, after we've 
produce revenue through sponsorship or employer partners. And we can sell anything from, you know, an employer's one minute time on stage to that billboard, to the net, you know, a networking pass or a chatbot survey. So, or, and, and have a number of free spots where employers can come in as well. They love that because what, uh, you know, for a school that has a number of employer partners, our management fee may only be $900, but once that's met, it's, it, Produce, it, we split all the revenue 50-50. And we do the same approach for people that run conferences or want to do, you know, a business that wants to create a networking event. It's like, you know, yes, you can pay us upfront to, to manage that kind of, uh, of an event, but you also have the option to partner with us where you don't have to put up that upfront of investment and then you're only being taking revenue in. So we've got a number of schools right now that are um, going through the uh, compliance process of taking our contract up and down the chain. And, and so far, everybody seems to, that's looking at it really seems to like it because it's just creating win-win scenarios for everybody. Yeah. So on that, uh, on that note of the win-win, what are some of the, uh, the highlights over the last couple of months where, you know, either you got the chills or you're like, wow, this is like, this is a great story, whether it's a employer that came in and didn't know about this and, and got a certain amount of uh, prospects or you heard a story of some athlete that, you know, got the email gamified it, you know, his top score and, you know, give us some, give us a, give us a couple of uh, stories. Well, you know, I, I think, and it's not so much of an athlete story at this point, but one of the, just seeing this model work, which was really interesting was partnering up with Renaissance search and consulting. So ironic, I get on a Zoom call with this guy who was introduced to me uh, through kind of like a PR company and we were talking and he's like, uh, I went to University of Delaware. I was like, I went to University of Delaware. And he's like, yeah, then I, I um, after Delaware, I, I went to, uh, I, I graduated, I played basketball there. I was like, I played lacrosse there. Oh my God. And then I started my career at Tech Systems. I was like, I started my career at Tech Systems. So I'm like, oh, this guy, him and I are meant to be working with each other. Cool. His name's Herb Courtney. He's the CEO and founder of uh, this company, Renaissance Search and Consulting. And what they focuses on, focus on right now is, well, first it's a minority owned business focused on equitable hiring practices and, you know, selling diversity and inclusion for, uh, on the athlete book side, sometimes for me, it's a little bit difficult. Cause I, I don't know if you could see if you're watching this video, but I'm a big white guy. So, it's, you know, it sometimes could be a little bit tricky, uh, uh, on, you know, promoting that. Uh, but you know, ultimately what happened was like through their relationships, they became of an event partner. They, they brought in panelists for that first senior women administrator event, which every athletic department after Title IX was designated in the 80s needed to designate a senior women administrator. And these are individuals who have, um, you know, uh, decision-making influence within the athletic department. Our first event, we had 93 SWAs come to the event and we were, we were able to share with them our philosophy on creating, you know, gamification and accountability with the coaches. And for them, they hadn't had an association for that role type, you know, which is a very important role type in the industry. And now this is becoming a monthly event. And through doing that, through solving that need of connecting this community, we have, I, I can't wait till my fourth time on the podcast, because there's a number of big name players that we are so close to finalizing partnership deals with that are 
you know, household names. And I say so it's, it's really exciting, but I think like that to me kind of stands out as the, the, the best success stories since December. That's awesome. So just give us a list and I know most of them, but you know, give, give our listeners here a list of some of the companies that are first movers in general and first movers using athlete book or beta testing this, because I think this is the next generation of career recruiting and it's not post up a job, get applications, sift through them like that. That's going to be the past, this whole gamification, you know, and, and give us a list of some of the groups that you're allowed to disclose. I like to say allowed to. Right. Yeah. So Amazon has been an awesome partner and we've like now started to work slowly with other teams other than operations moving into like other areas of business for them. So that's, that's kept us very busy. Um, and then we've done some work with JP Morgan Chase. Uh, we did a little work with Tesla. We've, we've done some work with crunch and, and, uh, crunch fitness and gold's gym through, uh, you know, your, your relationships and partnerships. And then, you know, really been, um, it, it seems like financial services has been a, a key area for us. We've done um, some some work with um, securing financial uh, diamond state. They love the idea of hiring athletes and, and, you know, educating them up front of what the, that, that role in that industry is, is all about. We've done some work with Yelp. And, and now what's exciting is that we're, we're also, you know, helping people that do workshops. If you, you go around the country doing workshops, which I looked it up. There's roughly around 28,000 people that are professional workshop, you know, businesses that they give workshops around the United States. Um, COVID's been tough because now you're moving everything to Zoom. So now we're, you know, working with some, with uh, Will Baggett, who does the executive image and we're, we're working with uh, a few sales training companies to, to offer workshops on how to, um, whether it's how to network, how to interview, how to, you know, how to build a chat bot. There's all, all different types of workshop owners that are leveraging us now because they can have this live event, but then they could take that content, cut it up and put it into the learning management system and, and connect, uh, you know, employment opportunities off the back end of it. Got it. So when, when you think about how many athletes you have access to or how many coaches you have access to, how do you answer that? questions because it's always a moving target and it's relevant by region or local, but you know, how do you, how do you feel about the scope of, of what you've touched or, or can touch? Yeah. So, I mean, if we need to get the broad message out to something that's very general and it can apply to everybody, we, we have the ability to reach out to 62,000 college coaches, you know, within athletic administration that focus on career development and life skills. There's, there's roughly around 3000 individuals that, that uh, hit in that category, you I know, mean, but sometimes we're, we're reaching out to like a, a narrow segment of, you know, either a geographic region or a role type within athletics or a role type within coaching that we're, we're able to hit. So we can segment that down pretty easily. When mm-hmm. we first started, I think you and I were really excited about the idea of, uh, you know, touring and having regional reps and, I've been looking at uh, going up and down the East coast. Now I just need to get out. I'm ready to, if the, co- yeah, if the universities will have, have us, I'm ready to meet them face to face. Yeah. In, in, in due course, you know, when, when you think about one last question here, before we kind of talk about the, the halo event, you know, when you think about companies and their 
requirements and, and the, the fact that they need to catch up on diversity and inclusion hiring. You know, obviously they're not posting up job descriptions asking for a specific demographic, right? So can you kind of talk about for a minute to refresh people on how the system works where, you know, if I'm going, if I'm, I need 20 employees, I'm opening up a new satellite office in Atlanta and I come to you and I say, hey, this is kind of the demographic, you know, spectrum that I would like to have. I'd like to have broad, you know, diversity in, in my new headquarter or satellite office there, how you guys actually go through and make sure you attract those teams and those candidates in order yeah. to accomplish that goal? It's a multi-prong approach. Like one thing we want to focus on now as we start to mature and evolve as a software and as a company is like making sure that that recruiters and employers are able to you know, have the best experience possible on, on the site. So one, yeah, we can, we can target because we do, we act, we ask cult, cultural orientation when they onboard on as a user. Right. So we can send targeted messages to, to whatever, you know, cultural or cultural demographic that they've selected, but two, it's, it's how we uh, focus our partnerships around, you know, so it's important that we are hosting train the trainer on diversity and inclusion because we're able to partner with again, RSC that Herb Courtney just finished you know, his uh, DNI certificate from Cornell to, to be a certified, you know, trainer consultant um, working with people like that, that are able to uh, bring in the right groups. It's why we've also invested in, sponsorships with Morgan State. Right now we're we're uh, partnering with an esports company that um, is running the 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 collegiate uh, esports national championships. And it's like, yeah, we think about traditional sports, basketball, football, and baseball, but it's like esports is coming. Uh, it's pro- I, I believe it's going to be a sanctioned NCAA sport eventually. And I bring the of sports because they, the HBCU um, historically black universities, they are, they seem to be first movers in um, being really invested with esports. So it's another great way to get in front of talent from an employer perspective, you know, or from a brand perspective, you know, and, and so the athlete book, we, through our events, through our education, you know, through our messaging, we want to be able to kind of notify you know, both talent and hire, hire uh, or employers of one another, you know, and so it's a multi-pronged approach. And then the other thing is um, we are now bringing on internal recruiters to, to the business as well. So I always think like software, you know, the goal is for the athlete book software to, to, to go as far as possible, but eventually, you know, there's an automation drop-off point where you need to have human to human connection. Right. And so, Let's empower the right staffing partners to come on board, you know, make use of the techno- the powerful technology that we have, access the database, be able to do search and contact on the athlete book, but let them be the human to human contact and we'll make a partnership on the placements on the back end. And then let's see if our own internal recruiters can, if that team can grow to really make those placements as well. Yeah, it sounds great. Well, congrats on, on, on the progress. I think every, early stage business is about, you know, kind of bobbing and weaving and then finding out where the pain points are and addressing them. So the gamification of this, the fact that you're in the market, the right place, right time, and really helping people 
with their careers, you know, and, and, and this is going to get scaled. So I think, you know, it's really, this will be a good case study on it is where we started this is where we are. And then kind of turned into one of those, uh, I don't know, I don't have a better term and I'm a, I'm now in a fitness guy, but it's kind of like the blooming onion from like, uh, the Outback. Outback. It yeah. has too many calories. And I think it's deep fried, not life fried. But the point is like, I feel like 2021 is kind of like the blossom of this. So it, it certainly feels that way. And I think that, uh, this is like uh, playing, this is like playing a football game and you know, it's, it's windy and it's uh, snowy and 2020 was not easy to get well, through you know, definitely a turning point was these events, right? Cause we used to yeah. do these chat based events and, and while the event was happening, I was like monitoring the screen of how many recruiters were talking with athletes at the time. Like that really mattered. Like, but now yeah. these, this, with this new platform, it's, it's, it's allowing the human human connection to happen and, and actual conversation. And then, you know, putting them into with those billboards, it's like, go off and explore whatever, we've talked about here interests you the most. Yeah. And like, because you connected to these automatic conversations, you know, after the event, it's like, bloop, you see where everybody's headed off to. So, you know, That's it's like, awesome. I, I had the, the, I was very fortunate that I was, I was able to do a TEDx talk uh, this week. Da- yeah. David, I'd love it if I could give you the link for this podcast on her, but the sure. whole thing was talking sure. about. That's extra, bro. That's extra. <laughs> That's extra. St- all right. All right. We'll pay. we'll pay. I'll give you a few more equity points on that. Pro <laughs> bono <laughs> podcast, man. I don't think you know what, Gal, 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 throw in the link. Throw in the link. Okay. All right. There, no Dave. problem. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, but but it, it's the message. I feel like it's coming to fruition. Of you know, these athletes, they've got grit, but they don't necessarily know what they want to do. I didn't know what I want to do when I was done, yeah. and it's like. But then you've got these, and Kev, I say in my TEDx talk, like I was listening to Kevin Hart, the comedian on Joe Rogan, and he was like, you know, he he has several interests. He know he's a professional. He knows how to produce things and all this. Other. And he's like, I've got information. I'm just going to share that. So the next generation can take what I've done further, hopefully. And, it, and it's like, that really resonated with me. So if we can connect this, the high grit with the people that have passion and, and actually measure how frequently they're exploring these different passions, that's a game changing thing. It's yep. not just with athletics. Sure. Athletics are there, but it's like, well, I see this eventually cloning to veterans and other subgroups. It's just a, like, if you're not happy with your job and what you're doing in life, well, then you're kind of in that position of being an athlete, not knowing what the hell they're going to do when they're done playing sports. It just means it's time to explore. And, that, and that's what this ecosystem's meant to be doing. And, and you know, what's interesting, guys, I asked somebody the other day who's in recruiting and I said, is there, are there more people that are qualified than qualified job opportunities or more qualified job opportunities than people. And he said, there, there's more qualified jobs that need to be filled. So it's really interesting that if you want to make a career change and you're skilled and you have grit and you're willing to go after it, the jobs are available. They're not available. Yeah. They're available. So it's like, I I, I feel, you know, and a a large part to you guys, like to being able to get out of JP Morgan Chase was a great company but 
you know, if you're, if you're either an entrepreneur or if you're just not doing what you're supposed to be doing, it's just like, stop being miserable. You only get this one life, man. So, and if you want to do something else, you don't have the skills to do it, like start learning those skills in the time that you have and and get the hell out of that spot, start moving forward step-by-step. And again, like, I think with like having opportunities to go and and learn about these different events, I mean, I, I feel like the luckiest man on earth just because, you know, like esports interests me. And now all of a sudden I'm starting to understand the landscape because we're putting the panel together. I'm going to get to hear from these experts. Same thing with, with the halo event. Yeah. Um, the SWA event, you know, it's like, uh, you can say you understand gender equality as a white male, but until you're forced to, to, to actually not talk and just listen to these successful women talk about how they reached success and the types of barriers and challenges they had to go through to get there. It's like, I didn't have to necessarily, go through some of those challenges it makes you understand a little bit more so you know i can't encourage people enough to get involved with our events whether created an event or just come to an event and it does you don't have to be an athlete you can you can just make connections on the platform it doesn't even cost you anything yeah yeah excellent look forward to it yeah great progress we're looking forward to having our first uh halo event with you we want to put together um a case study of like a 90 minute case study if we can maybe have that for March as well, um, where I'll proctor a, a Planet Fitness case study, and you could have any any athletes that want to do that for points mm-hmm. um, can jump in and get a feel for. Uh, you know, I went to Harvard Business School. I'm not bragging, bro. I'm just reporting. <laughs> I'll run the case study like a business school class to give people exposure to that. But uh, keep keep up the good work, and uh, look forward to doing these events with you. And uh, for all of our Halo players out there. You know, if you want to hire the best, uh, hit us up at theathletebook.com. Come to the event March 17th, too. Halo event March 17th. Obviously, after you watch the TEDx a few times, get those views up, you'll be able to also access the link there. And I was hoping that we rush publish this because if this goes out live before the Super Bowl, uh, I'll also send David a link. We've got a, you can, it's a $10 raffle. We're partnering with the NFLPA. And uh, Fandium, which is a great platform to to um, you know raise charitable efforts and, and donations. So, if you know for this event, as low as ten dollars, you can be supporting the NFLPA and win um, two seats to the Super Bowl. I think the value of seven thousand five hundred plus flight and hotel, and they're going to have obviously limited capacity, so it'll be an experience to remember for Go sure. Not in two weeks, this this Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh wow! All right. Yeah, we, yeah, we can a- we could turn this around quick, get it out there. Yep. Yeah. If not, we'll probably do it again next year. So <laughs> no, let's, do it, let's do it this year. All right, awesome, man. All right, thanks for checking in with us again. Yeah. Congrats on the on, on the three time Halo Talks guest. First Maria. one ever. I gotta get a t shirt. <laughs> Third going, bro. I got my three time prospect badge. I like that. I didn't know what you're doing. I'm, I'm available for all podcasts now. Well, you had some like signals going or something. All right, three timer. Hi, right, bro. We'll get this up. Good to see you. I'll talk to you later. Uh, you guys are the best. Thanks. Awesome. Love Thanks, it. Ryan. As we continue to build our Halo Talks email notification database, want to offer you a free $10 instant gift card from our friends at Promotion Vault. Also to show you how easy it is to offer your members and prospects and clients the ability to get desired actions out of them and reward them in real time. Go to halotalks.com. 
put your email address into the pop-up box, see how it works, get a free $10 gift card from us, and uh, keep listening and making everybody great.